0: good coffee It's damn good coffee
1: Damn good coffee
0: and hot Oh yeah Damn good coffee and hot Good morning folks. It's Monday. Your favorite day of the week. Mine too. It is Monday, uh, November 7th. 2022 um i believe i believe i'm not sure about this but i believe it's uh my parents wedding anniversary today uh they're both long dead <laughs> but i believe they were married on this date oh about a billion years ago um and um that doesn't matter to anyone does it but I like to remember weird things like that. I have weird kinks about dates and birthdays and anniversaries and all that stuff. Anyway, good morning. Looking forward to a great week. Well, if you notice, I'm back at the regular time, which is a good thing for me. I feel a little better, more well-rested, I guess. Uh, not sniffling, if you notice. That's because I haven't had any heat on. We've had a situation here and long island new york which has had me on a bit of a high that ends today we've had summer like weather for about a week straight here really cool really warm but cool cool for me i love it uh it's been 75 or even higher for about a week straight now uh very cool stuff and uh the weather definitely has an effect on my attitude in life and so it's been great, but that ends today, and we're gonna have some not winter weather yet. Let me just see what the temperatures are like for the rest of the week here. Uh, I would. Why is it so hard for me to find the weather app? Uh, it says tomorrow. Well, tomorrow or uh, today, the high will be seventy three. Tomorrow, the high will be fifty six. So we're losing about twenty degrees in temperature right there. Wednesday, fifty five. Thursday, sixty four. Friday, sixty seven. Still not terrible saturday 67 the lows are what got me concerned uh uh going down into the 30s starting around the weekend the lows will be in the 30s getting ready for new york winters man uh, paul simon Runners, new york winters are bleeding me leading me going home
1: this is my home
0: anyway um so we have election day tomorrow and Nobody is changing anybody's minds about who to vote for, uh, but I have to say this and today might be you know a good dose of politics and tomorrow michael hillbrand Hilliard I always want to say hillbrand Michael Hilliard uh, will be with me from the red Zone podcast. Give me a good outsider's uh perspective on watching the u s elections and what the rest of the world is taking away from what's going on here. The Democrats. At least the Democrats that I follow and and see on social media might be suicidal come Wednesday morning because most of them either they're putting up a brave front or they're just bullshitting themselves in in hope of changing somebody's opinion mind, whatever they think they they have a chance and listen a red wave has come in. A, a really nasty Christian nationalist front red wave is going to uh, be like a tsunami over America come tomorrow night. And we all have to get ready for that. And if the more you delude yourself into thinking, my de- this is for my Democrat friends out there, the more you do- delude yourself into thinking that you have a chance of even holding on to the House, maybe the Senate, the harder it's going to be to face Wednesday morning. Just get ready to lose. That's all. You're like Philly fans, still thinking you got a chance. Game's over. Lost. And with that, sadly enough, and I know I'm not changing minds about politics here, but with that, there will be no more free elections in America. Tomorrow's the last one. And too many people who care about things like that don't care about enough to get off the fucking couch and go to prevent it. That's the end of that kind of rant. But we'll probably talk more about the political landscape as this hour uh, progresses. William Conway will be with me. And as you know, or if you might not know, you might know, Uh, last week or the week before last week, I wasn't really on the week before I was ranting about the state of, uh, yep. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Kevin is in the chat room. He says, if a red wave comes, we deserve it. Unfortunately, he is absolutely dead on right. Um, but a couple of weeks ago I was in here ranting about what we're looking at. In terms of the new Republican regime, and there's a lot there in that rant that I had. But William kind of suggested, I want to say, accused me of being too soft on the left. And I'm gonna, uh, we'll definitely have a little chat with him about (laughs) about that position, uh, um, that belief, because that's just simply not the case. It's just a very very clear line between politics and insanity and so i'm gonna have to kind of clarify that and, and you know i look forward to that conversation um damn good coffee i have to mention new coffee for you cycle writer <laughs> Where is it, cycle writer CycleRider3Espresso.com, uh, three, Cycle 3 espressocom um, Guest on my evening show was an author who rode a bike through Vietnam, sent me a bunch of coffee, really good coffee, which is why the coffee is really good this morning. They are not an official sponsor, but I am giving him the, this show as sponsorship. CycleRider3Espresso, he sent me a whole bunch of different... uh bunch of these kind of coffee i got a coffee stash um so that's pretty cool uh and you should check it out espresso if i never drank espresso before i just like a coffee guy you know i've drank uh uh, i gotta say um joe andrews coffee is damn fine too pirate coffee (laughs) um I don't know if Joe's still in the business of coffee. I got to get in touch with Joe and see if he's still doing coffee and wants to highlight it here, free of charge. He's not, again, not an official sponsor there, but check it out, PsychoWriter3Espresso.com. I think you'll enjoy it. I do think you'll enjoy it. Um, Wednesday, Jackie the Joke Man will be back with me. And I believe Thursday, uh, uh, this isn't official yet, but I I believe Mike Grief, uh, comedian, actor out of Los Angeles, will be with me on thursday um so that's pretty much the week and then friday i don't know what to do yet i don't know what to do yet um evening program jammed up this week lots of uh, interesting authors tonight uh joseph sassoon is going to talk about the sassoon dynasty dynasty did i say that right dynasty um and that should be an interesting program got a lot of interesting authors on the evening program this week so i hope you'll check that out now One other thing I didn't want to mention. I'm going to be doing a a one-a-week podcast for podcasters. Probably early evening live stream. Uh, Basically, successful podcasters or people who want to be successful and just aren't hitting it. We're going to talk about what it takes to do a podcast, right? Business stuff. We're going to talk about technical stuff. We're going to talk about best practices i'm going to talk about finding sponsors booking guests all that kind of stuff uh and share that information with people it'll be a half hour show somewhere i'm thinking right now i'm probably going to start next week i'm thinking tuesday nights 7 a, 7 p.m eastern time just before my uh regular mind dog tv show and it will be powered by epm studios i'm going to be doing it from EPM Studios, uh, and probably that night on Tuesday night will end up doing my evening program also from EPM Studios. So it's a little bit of change up things. The uh, Things are changing in the world here, uh, and that's part of it. Now, this morning I woke up. Uh, that's a good thing. Well, that's good news right there. I'll just end it right there. This morning I woke up. Uh, I woke up to notification from my Facebook uh, account about, it's something I uh, posted on Facebook over a week ago. So, do you support the separation of church and state? Do you believe that the United States of America is a Christian nation that requires biblical law to be enforced? Of course, I was talking about the uh, Republican agenda. Then sometime last night, some woman, Michelle Boyd Law, uh, friend requested me, and I saw she had some comedians on her um, friends list, common in common. So I accepted it, and then right away she started calling my uh, suggestion that Republicans are for uh, Christian nationalism bullshit. And so I, uh, you know, I've I've been being very slow to bury people on social media lately. But this one, I just could not let go. So I said, you deaf, dumb, blind, cult trash. You may leave the same way you came in, but before you go, and then I listed a bunch of articles that back her stuff. MGT Marjorie Taylor Greene, slated to be Trump's running mate in 2024, claims she already uh, authored a uh, bill to mandate uh, drafted a bill to mandate christian citizenship test uh michael flynn trump's minister of propaganda uh, is recruiting an army of god and that's in his words uh to create a new white christian only nation and said so there can only be one religion in america Laura, lauren bowett Uh, Stated her goal was to eliminate separation of church and state and uh, have the church run the government. The church should direct the government is in a speech. She made a campaign speech just last week. Um, And then you have uh, the political news, religious news, all backing up. Most Republican support declaring the United States a Christian nation. So anybody who's going to argue against that really ought to have some factual basis on it. Or you're not paying attention to your own party. And then she comes and she's going to argue that the economy, and she says, regardless of, of whether that religion stuff is true or not, the economy is the main thing. No, stupid. The religion thing, the idea of church and state is the key to fascism. Once you eliminate the separation of church and state, you open the door to Nazi Germany, 100%. Not just open the door, you hold the door for it and say, come on in. Because what you're saying is (laughs) a theocracy will rule and the church, you know, church and state become separate when church and state are no longer separate. The state becomes the church. And then you're, you're told what to think, told what to do, you're told what to behave by the government how to behave so um there's that and this is what we're looking at unfortunately and you know what i know i'm not changing any minds here and that's not my um not my goal i mean i'd love to change minds uh, about this and get some people off the fucking couch to say wait a minute we can't have this but they you know cognitive dissonance the um just the unbelievable uh deafness of the people to hear what's really important and they don't want to talk about the economy you want to talk about the economy the world the globe or the flat earth if you if you prefer is all experiencing recession now our government won't call it a recession but that's what we, we have very high inflation although it's 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 a tricky recession because job numbers are up growth is up economic growth is up but inflation is crushing a lot of a lot of people who make uh, you know go week to week who make their living based on this week inflation is killing a lot of people and so it's a pseudo recession it's a different kind of recession than we've ever really experienced generally um when you see these kind of recessions job numbers go down job numbers are going through the roof biden's administration is taking credit for creating more jobs than any other president in your lifetime by far now whether he deserves that credit or not the numbers are absolutely true Uh, More Americans are going back to work, are are working now. Unemployment is way down. New jobs being posted. I'm getting recruited daily by literally hundreds of companies. I'm not exaggerating. Every day I get offers to be uh, an executive for many companies. I'm also being recruited for video editor jobs and multimedia production jobs constantly, all day long. To the point where i have to uh, mute mute my emails from recruiters please don't please don't contact me anymore when i'm looking i will if i'm when i'm looking i'm not gonna be looking i will contact you anyway so that's what that's really what we're facing the whole world is in this kind of thing and believe it or not and i know this is hard for uh, americans to believe because we think everything is about us america is doing better than every other country or most other countries. Ninety percent of, of the other countries, including the major ones, were handling this recession right now. This global inflation. And a lot of it was due to a pandemic. Now you can make excuses. And uh, there's no such thing as a good excuse. But that's the reality. It's, it's not an excuse. It's an explanation of how we got here. So that's what it is. William Conway is with me. He's got some good things to talk about in his life, some good things going on, some traveling, some shows coming up. Um, I don't know. I think he hit the Powerball for $1.9 billion. Oh, no, that drawing's tonight. But he's going to. I got it on good. Yeah. Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern time tonight, William is going to win the $1.9 billion Powerball. Congratulations, sir. Hey,
2: thank you for putting that energy out into the universe. That's what I'm going to say. First and foremost, we're going to go get like 10 tickets right now.
0: Like, I don't, don't know. Just one. There's no point just, in buying 10. People who buy like 10, uh, 10 tickets or 100 tickets. It's like your chance for each one of those tickets is one in 200 million, 290 million.
2: So, yeah, but now you got 10 of those chances.
0: Yeah, but each one is still one in two hundred ninety-two million. Right. <laughs> right,
2: but like, I do you have this? I have agreements with certain people that if they win, we win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like, like I, I got a buddy of mine. Uh, like his family, his wife, his family. Like they're never gonna have to worry about anything if I win that kind of money.
0: Well, like, I've, I just... I've never bought a ticket in my life, <laughs> but I'm gonna buy one today. And if you I, should, if I win. I'm going to give – if I win the $1.9 billion as a sole winner, uh, I'll, I'll commit right now to giving you $250 million.
2: Oh, my, my goodness. That's that's crazy. No, because I know crazy. you'll
0: do the right thing with it. I know you won't be a, a dick with it. You oh, won't...
2: yeah. No, I would uh, – dude, you know, I think that uh, – because I do have a lot of drive to be successful, and sometimes – sometimes my drive to be successful is very counterproductive and it rubs people the wrong way How so? um i you know what i don't know i don't get why that is but but it's definitely a thing you know what i mean um because like uh especially cuz like uh in the comedy world like uh i don't do things um the same way, like my process isn't the same from writing to stage or whatever. Uh, my whole idea of going on the road and not just like sticking in one particular scene kind of flies in the face because, like, um, you know, every I, I don't know. I, I just have a lot of. Um,
0: so you're talking about other comedians, because say, yeah, you know what? Well, okay, but <laughs> but
2: Stop. yeah, but. So the early on, uh, early on in comedy, like if you're rubbing those people the wrong way, like the the people that are, booking, you know what I mean? Like um, um it, they, they want you to fit into this box. And if you don't fit into their box, then they don't want you on their show.
0: There you know is, what I mean? Let me just tell you and, something. There is not one person, really not one person on this planet who likes Dane Cook. <laughs> but he, he's a pretty successful guy. They're, even his mother, well I don't even know if she's still on the planet. Nobody I, n- not one human being likes Dane Cook as a
2: I, I would disagree. I think my wife probably likes Dane Cook. I'm As mean, a person
0: I'm, or as a comedian? Because Oh, it, I don't, it,
2: That's a good it, distinction. Yeah. It totally, <laughs> is. It totally is. I mean, I I, I don't fu- know if she's ever seen his stand up. Have you seen Dane Cook's stand up? Yeah, did you like it? She did like it, but she, but she was like his target demographic though. Like, like if if we're being honest, like Dane Cook's target demographic was really the, the young, like he, he knew how to make young women laugh, which is something I don't think very many comedians, especially male comedians, um, they, they don't really uh, like even my demographics, like I'm always uh looking to see where I'm like scoring with the twenty-something female crowd. Like scoring laps with the twenty-something female crowd can be very difficult, especially for an older white dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you don't have to explain this to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am the older white dude. Carl says lotto agreements are how people get shot. Well, first of all, I let know, me just say that lotto. So hard. It's that's it's, what, it's, Powerball. It's not Lotto. Powerball. There's a slight difference there. I'm Yeah. yeah <laughs> A little bit, yeah. yeah. a little bit. I didn't
2: even know they did a Monday drawing. I thought it was just Wednesday and Saturday.
0: Um well I read in the paper Monday night draw I could be wrong about that, but I think it is tonight. One point nine it was one point six on Saturday night and nobody won it. Right. One point and, and so I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's tonight. I read it.
2: Yeah, they twice. may have added another day because I yeah. thought it was just
0: uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays before. I mean, literally, who needs 1.9 billion dollars? Seriously. Well, I
2: mean, you're not going to get that. I mean, even in your settlement or whatever. Matter of fact, I think I saw I saw something, and I don't know the the legitimacy of it, but they were saying that the taxes from 1.9 billion dollars would, uh, you know, make like 0.04 percent of our national debt payment or something. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no. Anyway. I, uh, I feel no.
2: like our national debt's way too big it, for that. It's, an, it's
0: in the trillions. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's 29 trillion last I checked. Uh, anyway. Um, the One of the, the guys I was doing uh, a video for motivational speaker whatever the fuck he is leadership coach he opens up with a norman vincent peel uh but he claimed it as his own which really is is aggravating it's like joke theft in a way it's it's uh leadership coaches stealing other other leadership coaches material he said he was at dinner and a girl asked what would you do if you won the powerball and i said I would do exactly what I'm doing now, just bigger. That would—that's his claim. But I happen to be around these people my entire life. Norman Vincent Peale was using that same shtick in the 1960s. He was calling it the sweepstakes, but that's how they introduced. So this guy is just taking Tony Robbins, Norman Vincent Peale, and just passing it off, which is fine if you want to say, pose it as a question. But when he poses is that I was at dinner the other night, and my friend's girlfriend said. Uh, what would you do? Now he's making it like a, a story that really happened. And I, I mean, and, it could be a story that happened, though. It didn't happen to him. I mean, no, he stole that from Norman Vincent Peale. That's what happened. It's, yeah. part of, it's part of leadership coaching stuff. And again, I wouldn't mind if he just said... What would you do if you went went, won the lottery or won Powerball? Here's what I would do. I just do exactly what I'm doing. That's one thing. But to take somebody else's life experience and then try to convince people that this was something real that happened to you. This is what comedians do all the time. They and I'm not saying steal it. They just take something that an idea they had and they talk about it as if it really happened, like a real. I was at dinner the other night. This is fabrication, right? There's one a difference between entertainment, though, and telling people you're gonna teach them how to live right. You're gonna I'm gonna straighten out your life. And right. I think when you come to that point in life where I'm gonna be your guru, being absolutely one hundred percent honest in everything is really important. And, and so I got into a bit of a shouting match with some people over that, <laughs> right. because I'm this guy. He even though he knows. I hate him, and I hate everything he represents. <laughs> I'm his. I'm his. I'm his video editor. I'm the o- only guy who's doing work that he likes. Yeah, I gotta have his. So I'm the guy who's gotta make him look good, and I'm doing a good job of him making making him look complete. But you hate
2: that you're doing it.
0: I, I hate him. And I told I told him basically in those words. It's like I hate everything you stand for. anybody Holy who God. anybody who thinks they can. Adopt a position that I can tell you how you should live your life. Better be without sin, without mistake. You never made a mistake in your life. You know, you got to be perfect. And there is no perfect. So anyway, that's my rant about that.
2: (laughs) I mean, oh, man. What? What? Go ahead. Come on. (laughs) I mean, there's there's definitely a value in some good direction.
0: No, I agree. I like, agree, uh,
2: but no, I do. Um, I do agree that if you're going to be like a life coach or anything like that, you kind of have, you got to have your poop in a group.
0: Yeah, you know, and but, it, it, it basically because I had a, uh, and this woman, this is three weeks ago now. She was supposed to be on the show, and on her website it says you, will, uh, <laughs> she will teach you to always know the next right thing to do. And then, she,
2: and didn't then show- she didn't show up, right? right? I I was listening. for Sometimes on your night podcast, I, I try and listen. And and she didn't show up that night. No. I remember that. So
0: if, that, if you position yourself as somebody who's going to teach that, you got to right. live it. And But yeah. I, I have forgiveness for her because her publicist wrote to me the other day. She said, I'm still thinking about this. Is there anything I can do to make it right? I said, this is not on you. This is on her. She needs to call right. me and say, I'm sorry I fucked up. Will you forgive me? And I will say yes, I forgive you. I'm, you're a human being. This is that people make mistakes. But if, until yeah. you make that phone call, fuck you. You're gonna get trashed on every fucking episode, every guest appearance I do on anybody else's podcast. I'm gonna bring this up and call you a phony. Oh my god, that's great. Better off calling me and saying I'm sorry. But you still yeah,
2: no, I apologies go a long way. People don't understand that. Yeah. Oh my it's, god. Speaking of apologies, I have to mention this. I had a uh I had a Billy Madison moment happen to me. Uh like one of the people that wasn't so nice to me in junior high like called me and apologized. And I was like, all right, so I just turned around and like crossed his name off the list. I was like, okay. All right, that guy's good. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't let him come don't let him come visit you. What (laughs) don't don't let him come? I this is because there, I don't know, some television show I watched years ago, a sitcom, I think it was. (laughs) And some guy who his bully apologized to him, and 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 then basically he forgave him. And then the guy showed up at his door, and they went out, you know, drinking. And the guy he was again apologizing, blah blah blah. But at the end of it, when the alcohol. Kicked in, he became the bully of being a child again. Oh, and, and
2: said the same shit. Yeah, I'd probably like somebody for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> that won't like turn that, out.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah for- no, you're right. Forgiveness is okay, but that doesn't mean you have to hang out with them.
2: No, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And actually, it was—it was, it was actually—it um, uh, wasn't really a dude that I really thought about that much as, as being, you know, uh, he that particular guy struck me as more of, like, he was going along with it because, like, there were three guys that were really, like, the, the like, leaders of, like, who got bullied and who didn't, you know. And you pretty much kind of, you stepped in line with what they did and what they said, and if you didn't, you weren't fucking cool. You didn't fucking matter, you know. And um and so he, he just kind of struck me as one of the follow-the-crowd guys, not the ones who was, like, you know, getting people to fucking whip me with towels and piss on me and fucking shit that, like that. That's you know?
0: probably why he's one of the first ones to come to, because it's easier for him to face uh, his his mistakes of his youth rather. The guy who was the worst, the leader of the pack, he still has because he, he facing what you what you did. It's hard. I mean, you know this. Facing your, yeah. the, the bad person you were when you were young. Oh, it's so painful it, it it's like ripping your own heart out, but yeah, it's necessary in some ways i yeah. I do it too much, but uh Kevin says it uh, sounds like someone going through the twelve steps. that's what my first thought was. He also said something funny I ignored before i didn't or oh, I didn't see before if he won, he'd pretend he didn't know us i <laughs> well he, he really does not he really doesn't he never you never hung with Kevin right, even though he's only he's not that far from you
2: i don't I don't know we haven't. <laughs> No. Where how far is he? Where does he live?
0: He's in Oklahoma, but I know he's he's been through New Mexico and hung with Craig a little bit. Um Right.
2: I um, did hang out with Craig one day.
0: You did. Yeah, yeah and was that picture that Craig posted? Because I posted a picture of Billy the Kid, a new or, or authenticated picture of Billy the Kid, and then he posted another one. Somebody wearing a, a mask. It, I thought it might be you. Mm-mm. Uh no.
2: No, it, it, I was unmasked that day. Oh, I don't okay. usually wear. I don't wear a mask. It wasn't a mask. Ass.
0: It was like a, um, uh, one of the, you know those things that the outlaws <laughs> used to wear. It, it is a mask, but not a you know a like bandana. A band, bandana tied across the face or whatever. Yeah, right.
2: I mean that is my preferred mask, but that's not usually. I don't. I don't remember
0: wearing one that day at all. Yeah. Kevin, he's in Oklahoma City. Anyway,
2: yeah, I went through there uh, when I went through uh, for.
0: Uh, when I went back and forth to South Dakota, I went through
2: Oklahoma City.
0: So you mentioned uh, uh, like traveling and the, and the, the comedian. In the, the last couple of weeks, I thought about this because Mishka and Derek Sheen are booking all, like mini tours around places, and then Brendan Wall said he wanted to do a tour with Lizzie Cooperman, and he wanted he was looking for recommendations of good venues up and down the west coast there and he said or somebody just wants to book it for it it got me interested about the whole process so if you did get an rv let's say and i don't want to you know jinx you on this but if let's say you get an rv and you got this uh opportunity to go how would you go about booking do you just call venues yourself do you like look for it like a booking agent how how do you make it happen
2: So, uh, I mean, especially starting out, I mean, we're probably, we're just going to be calling venues to places we want to go and see if they want to have something set up. You know what I mean? Um, because the, the benefit of it is like our cost of living is, is going to go down, um, and stuff like that. And so, um, I'm really, I'm really hoping that, you know, if maybe we pick a place and we do, uh, because we're going to have it set up to where we can do karaoke also, because my wife used to host karaoke and stuff. So we could do pop up comedy shows. We could do a karaoke show like we're going to be able to offer a lot of different things. And I have a pretty wide network and I know comedians pretty much everywhere. So, I mean, if I get, you know, a show in Texas, you know, I know a number of people I can reach out to and say, hey, you you want to get some stage time? I'm going to have you know what I mean? And yeah. so we're probably gonna set it up ourselves personally. I mean, eventually it'd be nice to get a booking agent because I honestly hate those conversations. Me too. Um, I'm I'm good at and like I'm decent at having them, but I'm I'm like the whole time I'm talking, I'm just a jumble inside. You
0: know? I'm I'm fine with having the whole conversation up until it comes down to well, how much how much for the band. yeah I know I hate
2: talking about money how because, much for the like. Band?
0: Right oh, here we yeah. here we go. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> st- I'm gonna start with a reasonable number and know that uh, the guy wants to kind of chew me down uh, from whatever uh, big right. number I give him. And then ha- my line is, where will I draw the line? And I'm very weak. Right. I'm very weak on on holding <laughs> the fort and saying, no, what this is my bottom line. I won't take any less than that. Because right. If he offers me five hundred dollars for a four-piece band, I'm probably going to take it. That means a hundred twenty-five guy, guy for a four-hour show, which is not good. <laughs> it's
2: I mean, not- right? But it's not like um, <laughs> it's it, it it's been worse. I'm sure you know what I mean. Like
0: yeah, um, the, Kevin brings up a point that I was thinking of when you were talking about cost of living, RV and fuel prices may make you reevaluate band cost reduction strategy. If because. Gas prices were going down for the entire summer. Now they're on their way back up again. I spent sixty-five dollars yesterday filling my, and not even filling a minivan, and it wasn't quite full. I just stopped at whatever sixteen gallons or whatever it was. Sixty-five dollars. So, if they keep going up, you're going to be regretting the idea that, or or reevaluating. I think Kevin has a. Better way of putting that, reevaluating that it might be a cost reduction strategy. Gas it through the well.
2: I, yeah, no, I think that uh, it'll just make us um, uh, smarter about how we travel and how we look. You know what I mean? You make
0: your wife uh, get out and push. I'm just gonna put it in neutral you push for a while, or we're gonna go downhill. The entire journey is gonna be downhill. Yeah, right.
2: And I mean, we haven't decided exactly what our mode of transport is going to be yet. I mean, an RV, like we want something that we can, that we can live in and travel in. And it's also going to be able to haul that equipment, you know, yeah. and not, and not be inside and space us out. You know what I mean?
0: Like, so it's. Yeah. I'm, I mean, wa- I'm wondering how much equipment you really need. Um, capital- well,
2: so. Yeah, I want to have, like, a two-speaker. So um, Guitar Center especially has a really sweet setup. Uh, It's a two-speaker system. The speakers are on stands, and then there's lights. There's a a spotlight for each stand that attaches to the stand. And um, that setup, um, I think, is only about $900. And then I would just need a microphone and microphone stand, you know, um, maybe some action microphone. And a
0: microphone.
2: Yeah, uh, and then, of course, you know, a computer, you know, for the karaoke setup and stuff.
0: And... Yeah, you need an adventure van, but not as old as Mishka's. Uh, Travis Lipsky had a great one where it was like a van that had a stage that popped out of the back of it with the, the PA system built in. But... I don't know if you can see that. No, you probably can't see this in the light, but it's basically a self contained pole system. Um, one one pole that is a uh, 180 degree directional. So, you know, and it's stereo, but it goes in each way. And that's really <clears light. throat> only 35 pounds. I do shows with that all the time when I'm doing solo stuff. And it's perfect for a room up to 250 people or so. And it right. So, you know, there's lots of, lots, so that's why I say I don't know how much. You know, you probably fit all, or even the system you were describing from Guitar Center. Probably fit that in the trunk of a, a compact car, <laughs> probably, except for Whoa. the poles.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't want to sleep in a tent. That's right. for sure. All right, Now tomorrow. My wife a- doesn't either. My wife, would, my, my my wife would probably murder me uh, if the sleeping arrangements weren't up to par.
0: Mm. Sleeping uh, arrangements, You gonna? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Why? I mean, cause I I don't know. She <laughs>
2: likes her rest. I get she it. Likes I to
0: get be it. comfortable when she rests. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sleeping is uh, for me. There's no such thing as comfortable sleep. There is really no such thing as comfortable sleep. I could sleep in uh, like a five thousand dollar bed, and I still would be tortured. I, I have.
2: I have an interesting story about this. So when I first got out of prison, um, I went to go live with, uh, I had a 12-step sponsor at the time, and so I went and lived with his, his him and his wife, and uh, they had a, a nice spare bedroom for me with with a wonderful bed, like probably one of the softest beds I've ever like been on in my life, and I could not sleep on it. Like I, I literally took the comforter and laid on the floor for like the first 10 days that I lived there because I could not fall asleep on that mattress because I'm so, I'm so used to something stiff. There's something that soft. Just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it.
0: I'm a hard guy too. <laughs> I, I prefer a hard surface, hard mattress. I would sleep on the floor. Be, be, a too soft mattress would fuck my back up completely, and I would be a cripple. I wouldn't be. And it actually happened to me. I slept on a too soft mattress, and found in, I was in Boston. I was on a business trip, and the hotel had a really soft mattress. And in the morning, I could not get out of bed. I actually had to call housekeeping from the end table and say, "Please, I can't. I'm stuck." I'm stuck, yeah. I can't. Get I'd out have of called
2: bed. them for a forty-five. Like, jeez, just shit, <laughs> yeah. man. I, you know, I fear that. Like, I've, I've had days where I get, I get out of bed, and it, like, and you are right. Like, I'm the same way. Like, if I sleep in a soft bed, I'm so much more sore the next day. Like, I'm so sore after I sleep in a soft bed. I'm that I don't know why, but that firmness is way better for me.
0: Yeah. What do you got coming up this weekend? You got shows this weekend? What do you got? got
2: Yeah, yeah, no, we got, uh, so we're doing Home of the Brave, which is our Veterans Day show. Uh, That's Friday, November 11th, and that's going to be here in Grants at the Cow Palace. Uh, We have Alex Elkin is our headliner for that show. I'm going to be hosting the show. Um, And uh, Alex Elkin is a great comic uh, from Eugene, Oregon, uh, he's done a lot of USO stuff, and he's actually relatively new. I think he um, he what's won a competition. His, what's his name? Alex Elkin.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know he's name. only
2: been at it since like twenty sixteen, which is you know. Uh, but like the dude is, uh, he he's got a great show. Uh, he's kind of a no holds barred comic. He'll say anything. Eugene um, is, is
0: Andy Andrews' hometown, which is why I uh, I was curious about that. I wonder if Andy knows him or if he knows of Andy.
2: I mean, he. I, I would say I w- it would be difficult for him not to have heard of this guy because uh, he makes a pretty big splash, I think. Uh, yeah. And uh, I got him specifically for here because I think that uh, he's going to fit in really good with the kind of uh, town that ground- Grants is. Um, I mean, right now we have a mayor who runs the pot store. You know what I mean? So, I
0: mean, <laughs> like... I got... I gotta tell you this. Uh, on Saturday, I stopped by. Now I'm not even sure what this say. I think it says baby teeter, uh, infused, infused THC. It, it says it, uh, the THC value on this is 38.95%, which at my dispensary they brag about. Dispensary, I say dispensary. Uh, dispensary, they brag about flour that is 14.5% THC like that's that's one of the I don't even smoke that shit yeah what what, like if
2: somebody brought me if somebody brought me weed that and the package said 14%, I would throw it back at them. <laughs> I like, be like this isn't going to do anything to me. <laughs> well, what,
0: what, what do you get? I don't know about that because it, it does seem like better than the weed that, you know, or as good as the commercial weed. That, but what do you get? In, do you get higher numbers? I mean,
2: than that? okay. So, I mean, technically it's more the white count that matters or whatever. So, I mean, it is possible that it could have a low THC percentage and have a higher... Uh, white count um but um like it'll work in it'll work in the regard of its its qualities you know what i mean like if, if it's a, if it's like got you for quality you know you're probably yeah. going to get an edge of that or whatever but like i don't really these like these pre
0: rolls look how small they are right yeah, i's this, this, this probably a half yeah so um i have i lately i've come to this conclusion that when I'm playing these gigs that are cocktail lounges or the other night we had a private party, uh, in a, in a American Legion hall. And it's not the kind of gig that is really fulfilling musically to me generally. And I come to the conclusion that I need to get stoned, uh, to enjoy those gigs. I play better cause I'm more, in, I'm more in a good mood. Into the
2: music. Yeah.
0: Right. So, uh, I, Got those Saturday morning, had a gig in the American Legion Hall Saturday night. And I told the band, I said, I need to get stoned to to have a good time here tonight. I'm going to go out. I took like four puffs on that. I came in and I was like totally uh, in a very good space. And uh, after every song, I was like, this is my new favorite song. Um, go <laughs> Uh, but but geez,
2: you weren't necessarily looking to get high or whatever. You were. Oh, no, were... I was
0: looking to get stoned. I, I play better and I'm more into playing when I'm really, really stoned. I, every time I get high, my first inclination is to pick up a guitar and just stop playing it. Uh, and I can't, you know, it's like an automatic response. And so it makes me want to be there, even if it's a gig that I like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? It's like, oh, okay, I'm playing guitar. Now I'm in a good space. I'm high and I'm all... And we played really well. And every time... We did take some breaks. We don't usually take breaks. But every time we took a break, I went out and I smoked. That little thing that I just showed you, that lasted me 12 hours. 12 full Dude. hours. Of, of, what? Yeah. Because I would take four or five hits, be like stoned up in a really good space and then put it out and go back to it later. That thing hours.
2: looks like it is only four or five hits.
0: No, it, no, it burns forever, man. I'm telling you, and it's hard to put out because it's it's uh, whatever it's it the way it's rolled. It's like a cigar. You ever try to uh-huh. put a cigar out? You have yeah. to clip it off. It yeah, just won't no. stop burning. You tap it out in the ashtray, and it's not stopping.
2: <laughs> yeah, I usually what I usually do is when I take a when I put a cigar out, uh, I put the edge of the cherry like on on the ashtray and then i just kind of roll it off of there with with a little bit of you can't use too much pressure you're going to damage the cigar especially
0: when you're paying these kind of dollars for it right yeah it's like fuck that i don't want to waste any
2: (laughs) right yeah you got to be careful yeah
0: yeah so um all right now now here's we're going to get a little ugly here tomorrow's election day in america it is are you voting are you voting
2: Okay, you know what? Uh, I haven't decided yet if I'm. You voting. haven't decided I if can. you're voting. I can. I'm registered. Uh, I am registered for like the first time uh, in my life. I'm pretty sure, actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I even registered to vote. So uh, I can. I don't know if I'm going to. Um, I I don't, dude. I don't. The the system is broken, bro. So to me. Like uh, it, like I don't even know what I'm voting for because I don't, I don't like either side of what's happening. I think the two-party system is completely fucking stupid. Um, I the fact that we don't have term limits on con- Like honestly, I don't, I don't think that there should be anything done before and before that. That's like the biggest thing. Term it's the limits thing that I've heard, yeah because i don't understand this the, and and the fact that like we continue to pay these motherfuckers after they're fucking out of office and shit like this like why does why does any of that happen
0: well, like that is th- it's on the table right now uh th- th- i think it was biden who, who who initiated but he 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 cast his party with coming up with drafting legislation that says house and senate can serve no more than 18 years which i think is reasonable and i'll tell you why i think it's reasonable because rookie congressmen and, and uh rookie congressmen and women the first three, first two terms is a learning process. Nobody knows how to do that job. You don't go to school to learn how to be a congressman. So the first term and the second. I mean, second what
2: do you term, think political science majors are doing?
0: You don't learn to be. You don't learn to do the job of a congressman. You learn about political discourse. You learn about um, the technicalities of all that stuff, but you don't learn to represent the people of your district in a fair well, and. I.
2: I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, nobody fucking learns that shit because there's not a congressman out there that really does it. You well, know
0: what I mean? Like- no, that that that's not really true because we have passed prog- laws that have been good for the people over the years. Not every and a lot of them become... The lo- and this is why I agree that term limits are essential, because the longer you stay in, the more you're going to get in the pocket of big money corporations right. and, and, and special interests. So I right. do think, but there that does need to be a, it's like any job. You don't just walk in and become <laughs> proficient at nobody really in their first two terms, right. authors legislation that has any significance. So I think you need at least three terms. Uh, four terms possibly, because those are only two years. Again, if four four years would be eight, a four term for a congressperson would be eight years, which is what we allow for presidents. Presidents have term limits. Um, Senate six years, so that's three terms, eighteen years. I don't think that's a bad compromise or a bad place to start. So that legislation is is, uh, on the table now. Now the problem is you got to have people. Vote on on limiting their own employment. Basically, they have to. The people in charge of making this decision are the people who are going to affect. And,
2: and that's <laughs> that right there is what I don't agree with. I think, like, I don't know what it takes or whatever to get something on the national poll. But you know, it's...
0: What it would take it would take a <laughs> referendum where. We don't leave it up to a law to be made by Congress. We need uh, people voting on that specific law to make it. So basically, you and I would go to the poll and vote yes or no on term limits. That's what we need. You can't hear? No, I can't hear you. Like you just lost. Did you? I think we just lost him for a minute. He'll be back. He'll be back. I don't know what happened. He probably got a phone call or a text message uh or something like that, anyway, so that uh, and again, i'm not um i'm not I'm not trying to convince William to vote or even who to vote for to or to or who to vote for or even to vote. I do think um that he's right about term limits term limits are an important part, eh, but it's not gonna happen as long as the people. Who it affects have to have to be the ones to approve it. Yeah, I'm gonna approve laying me off. Yeah. Good luck with that. It ain't happening. Um so as I mentioned, uh Jackie the joke man will be with me on Wednesday of this week. Tomorrow, Michael Hilliard for Erection Day. Now I know. William is back with us. I know I made a little bit of a racist joke, a, be, a very racist joke about in the title for tomorrow, calling it Erection Day in Chinatown. Uh, but fuck you. If, if I'm allowed to make that joke. I'm allowed to say Erection Day in Chinatown because that's the way it is. Uh, and uh, if I catch hell for that, I'll catch hell. Can you hear me now? No? You can't hear me? No, can't hear me? Can you? you can't. Testing. I just heard that. Okay, you hear I me? You. Yeah, no. yeah. Yes. So I'm I was so just sorry. saying. Uh, I, tomorrow's show, uh, Michael Hilliard will be on. He's from Australia, and I'm just going to get his take on what the rest of the world is uh, taking away from the uh, elections in the United States. But I did make a bit of a racist joke in the title for tomorrow. I call it uh, "Erection Day in Chinatown." Now I know I'm going to take some heat from that, uh, right. but I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I should be I should be allowed to say that joke and without getting uh, in too much trouble about it.
2: Because it's – listen, because, I mean, it's true, okay? There's truth to it, and it's funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like, people can be offended all they fucking want, but you and I both know there's going to be a ton of motherfuckers that say Erection Day. Right. You know what I mean? And
0: there, and there is no uh, – if you ask me, do I have uh, hate for any Asian people in my heart? Absolutely not. I, right. I I love people. I love people of all kinds. Now, you can pick out a, a one or two specific people who might be Asian who I don't get along with. But right. as a, a people, I love people. But it, you know what? I was thinking about this. You know how black people are, are free to say the the N-word, all they want but white people can't say it as a guy who is German Irish and Italian I should be able to say WAP Dago, Mick, Kraut all that kind of stuff because I am one if, if the rule is if you, are, if you have that as your heritage you can say it so I can be blurting hate speech all day long if hate is in my heart as long as it's toward the people I, I come from <laughs> I'm allowed to hate my own
2: yeah, no, I think I think it's really stupid. Um the whole it doesn't make sense to me. what do you uh, smoke? Virginia
0: Slim there? That looked like a very long cigarette.
2: Well it is a one hundred. Oh 100. Uh, I'm I'm s I like to smoke natives. Natives. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a you can get these on the you know, where do you find natives? Well on the reservation, of
0: course. All right. Oh yeah, right. Well... Uh, uh, and how much cheaper is that than say Marlboro?
2: Okay, so this pack of cigarettes. What
1: is he talking about, the
2: roach? Hang, hang on one second. I'm sorry, Matt. All right,
0: uh, we're getting a uh, competitive tobacco um, pricing from. This is the tobacco uh, competitive pricing chart from William Conway, who is an expert in the field of uh, tobacco economics and we're going yeah. to get a complete rundown of the cost and benefit of buying from the reservation, Rez.
2: These are, if you get these on the reservation, these are probably like three twenty dollars a pack. Right. As, and now, now on the reservation, Marlboros would be cheaper than if you get them like in Albuquerque or here in Grants or whatever. Like uh, if I get them like at the store, if I get a pack of Marlboros, they're probably going to be 10 or 11 bucks, wow. but if I get, um, if I get them on the res, they'll probably be seven or eight bucks.
0: That's insane, man. Now I, I'm i going to show my age here. Uh Oh, we're getting harassed again. Um, when I was a cigarette smoker a hundred years ago, I paid, uh, I believe, 35 cents for a pack of Parliament Marble or whatever it was. Um, that's how old I am. 35 cents for a pack. Now, it in New York, I believe it's $12, $12 $13 a pack for a pack of cigarettes. So if you're a real, you know, you're a two-pack-a-day smoker, man, that's, um, what is that? That's uh, $25 a day times seven. <sighs> Looking at some some serious investment per week per month times thirty <laughs> for a month. What what are you paying a month in in tobacco uh, fees? It's a lot of money, man. It's an expensive habit.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I've thought about like me and my wife have talked about quitting. Uh, it's definitely something that we both realize we have to do together um, because uh, yeah, you I'll can't really, have one
0: person lighting up while you're trying to quit. No, that I mean, work. it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, but
2: yeah, uh, but that's why we, I mean, we smoked probably the cheapest stuff we could find because yeah. other than, other than having to roll our own, which I used to do, I did, I had like a, uh, I used to have a roommate that had like a cigarette machine. Uh, there was just like a little hand crank that you go back and forth when you put yeah, the, yeah. the the, yeah. And so I, I rolled my own before, but. Which is the cheapest way to go, really, if you're going to smoke,
0: smoke? Jamie Dykes rolls his own, I believe. I think I, I think he rolls his own. I've seen him rolling his own. I don't know if he does it every day, but, um, yeah, you know, I guess. Uh, but you don't get a filter that way, right? When you roll your own, so no, you can buy you
2: can buy uh, ones that have filters on them. There's oh. there's filtered and unfiltered. But, like, if you roll your own by, like, hand or whatever, no, you're not going to have a filter. Right. Do you
0: um, Do you think the filter is actually uh, good for you? Because I think, I don't know this, but there's a lot of shit in those filters that right, uh, pretty, pretty right. toxic in itself. Who, who knows?
2: I mean, the whole thing is bad for you. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I don't, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but, you it, know, it, it's all bad. It's not good. It's all it's, bad. Um, it, it's all bad. I, I really, I really try and I I question why I even do it. Cause I, I quit like, um, I'd say my last five years in prison, cause I did smoke a few times in prison. Um, uh, cause it was available. Everything's available if you want it, you know? um, but um they were really expensive you didn't get very much you had to because like uh they were rollies and you had to buy two to even know that you smoked you know what i mean and so uh it was just too expensive like i think it would cost you like maybe four or six dollars for two little rolly cigarettes in prison
0: i'm I'm curious about this you gotta you gotta educate me on this right Sure. There, there's one guy who is the fence who, who is getting the, the because it's not supposed to be you're not supposed to be uh, buying them in, in prison or are you? Do they sell them in, in the prison itself or is it one no. prisoner?
2: No, in, not in South Dakota. Uh, I think some state, there might be a couple states that you can still get cigarettes in, uh, but South Dakota is not one of them. It, it's uh, against the rules totally. Um, they actually, in South Dakota, they actually took tobacco away from the natives um, to, to try and curb the tobacco trade within the prison. And the natives fought uh, to get their rights back for their, you know, because that's their religious right to have tobacco for their pipe ceremonies and stuff like that. And,
0: it's also um, like incredibly racist to say one group, uh, one race can't have cigarettes. White people, fine. Yeah.
2: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I mean is that, like, um, so like the Native American, like the Native American religious group, um, like, was allowed to have tobacco because it was part of their religious ceremonies but like the that tobacco supply would often get stolen and raided and whatever and so the prison said you can't have it anymore but then the natives fought back uh, i think the ACLU helped them out and and got it to where they could get the tobacco back in the prison but that wasn't even necessarily the only source it may have been the most Reliable source, but it definitely wasn't the only source. Matter of fact, one of the one of the sources for Rollies, I know for a fact, there was a guard. They would often go down to the wreck building early, and when he was down there by himself, I was a wreck orderly, and I often would smell cigarette smoke in the wreck building, and I was trying to figure out how that was happening. Well, this guard would go down super early, before anybody was down there, and he was a smoker. And he'd want to have a cigarette. And so he would have a cigarette. And this guy had probably 20 or 30 um, uh, like old, empty, like Habsy cigarettes or whatever, like above the entryway. And one day when I was cleaning, I came across this stash. And I don't even know how much money we made. And dude, those cigarettes were old and stale and nasty. Yeah. They still bought that shit. They didn't care.
0: Well that's why I was asking for your education on this uh because I would think the guards there has to be a, a guard who is part a partner with whoever is selling the stuff a guard has oh, to help sure. get the stuff in Oh so yeah. It, it's always happens. it's always corruption within the system it, Yeah. Is, now I'm for I think they should just let listen no matter what crime you committed uh if you're in jail I think cigarettes should be allowed should be something they just if you got the money, you can pay for it. I mean, because listen, it's it's a bad enough to be in a cage most of your life. Um, let them smoke. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a health issue at this point. Is it? Well, I, I guess mean, if you share a cell with a non-smoker, you secondhand right. smoke and all that.
2: Right. I mean, I could see them allowing it outside or something like that, but I don't. I don't think there's ever going to be where you can smoke in the prison again. Wow. But like, you can't. You can barely smoke inside anywhere.
0: You would think, uh, I I don't know. You, you let them get cancer. <laughs> you know, that, that's all. Well, I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, some people don't really care about the health of inmates, but you know, I mean, that the people who don't care about people in prison are the people that don't understand that most of the people in prison are going to get out someday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you should definitely care about the people in prison because most of them will, at some point, for at least some period of time, re-enter society.
0: I get so that. So you should,
2: you should probably give some shit about them.
0: No, I, I totally get that. But it, you yeah. know what? Uh, I I totally get that. You know what? People are, people are people, and no, we don't just give up on people just because uh, and. Most of them will get out at some point and you don't want them to be hardened. You want, you want to make, that's why, you know what? Let them smoke, let them smoke. Yeah. You don't want them, you don't want them being angry right? Get, and make get them, more angry. Put you in a cage and just make it, and then rattle your cage the whole time and then let you out and don't think you're going to be a, a problem. Which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, so you got shows Friday, you got one Saturday? No. Uh
2: so yeah, I'm gonna do the Vagrant Variety Show. I I don't know the venue. I know it's in Albuquerque, but it'll be the Vagrant Variety Show. I'm gonna do a guest spot on that, and then um I don't I don't th- I don't have another show scheduled until December after that in Albuquerque.
0: Wow, yeah, um I don't have a lot of shows for the next couple of weeks uh, through this year. I have one one more big one this year, and um that's it on the schedule. Been very light on the booking. Not, not you know, not good for me. I dar- weeks off do not they kill my um, outlook on life. When I'm not gigging, I'm not a happy person.
2: No, I, I it's hard on me too, which is why yeah. I really want to get this road stuff ready, because I'm kind of a go 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 kind of person, and that's yeah. what I'd rather be doing.
0: So, so maybe we have to kind of get on planning for the new year, and hopefully that just the. Uh, anticipation of something good happening after the holidays you know, get you through moodwise. What's uh what's going on at the rodeo grounds? Anything going on there?
2: Uh no, it's I mean we've actually had quite a few people uh stopping for the overnights that are passing through. Um I guess uh there were some finals that happened somewhere. So this week was kind of busy. We had a lot of people uh stopping for the overnight but we don't have any events at the rodeo grounds probably till April. Wow, that's a long time
0: now. Weather-wise, down there, uh, Craig sent me a thing. It was thirty-eight degrees in in Albuquerque on Saturday. I think it was thirty. Uh, what's yeah, it like? It's,
2: it's been cold already. Pretty, pretty. Uh, so weird, it man.
0: It's been summertime here. I mean, for yeah. the le- and we're used to having thirty-eight degrees here, and it's, it's been seventy-five or more for about a week, ten days or so. It's been. It's unusual. snowed
2: up on Mount Taylor already.
0: Wow. Well, that, that stuff kills my mood. It kills my outlook on life. I'm a more ugly person when the weather is not good. When the weather is fine and feeling like summertime, I'm a better guy. I'm more fun to be around. I'm a better human right. being. So, I, you know, that's part of it, too, hopefully. But I have to say, as soon as the winter solstice passes, like the first week right right before Christmas my mood starts to change as we get. Maybe it's psychological or, you know, conditioning. But I feel like as the days start to get longer, my mood starts to improve. And by by generally, by the end of February, I'm coming out of my um, grumpiness.
2: Well, a lot of what's helping my mood is the news that uh, so that heathen house entertainment uh, is going to help me get my music produced. Uh, and we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna start working with them to like, really, uh, I think they're, um, so far pretty much everybody, it's a, it's an independent label. It's only been, um, going since like April and everybody associated with them so far is hip hop. Um, but they're, at, uh, they sound pretty excited that I want to do some hip hop and I want to do some other things. So they sound excited for that. And so I'm I'm hoping that it's gonna be everything that I'm looking for. Um, um
0: I have some news on that front for you. Big news. That? It's life changing news. Um I owe you a dollar six. A dollar six. You gotta uh your lay down your guns has a royalty uh of a dollar six coming, which that sounds like oh my god, that's pitiful. <laughs> uh but but
2: it means something
0: it means something and to be honest to get a dollar six that's a lot of fucking streams buddy i'm not kidding with uh probably over a million streams to get a dollar six
2: okay cool (laughs) so that's
0: something i mean no that's awesome bro yeah my my songs i mean the times i get a dollar six it's like wow, that must have got a lot of. This is the state of uh, music right now. When did off. that happen? I just looked at because I just renewed my uh, my publishing thing on Saturday, and I saw wow, dollar six. That's fucking. I have <laughs> I have songs that have been on there for ten years that have done a dollar six. Um, that's a typical number, by the way. So I think that means for a million streams.
2: Okay. It's fucking all right. Insane.
0: It's fucking insane when you think about it. Let's
2: go get it, dude. Let's let's get some more. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. So I, I owe you a dollar six. will I'll find a way to get that to you. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really sweating it. <laughs>
1: no. Well,
0: I, I'll I'll use it to buy half a lottery ticket. I guess today a, a yeah. Powerball ticket, not a lottery ticket, Powerball. Um. Yeah. So there's that. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out now. Uh, and um, I'll be doing this all week. At this regular time, I think I'm back now until um, it, the big tech decides to shut me down or whatever. I'll be doing it but this time. I did want to let people know, and this might pertain to you since you're looking to get into the podcasting game now. On, uh, I believe I'm going to do it on Tuesday nights. I'm going to do something called Your Best Podcast. It will be powered by EPM Studios. I'll be doing it out of EPM Studios. Probably live streaming on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be all about podcasting. People who want to get into podcasting, people who are into podcasting, successful podcasters. How to do it technically, the best practices for that, how to book guests, how to get sponsors, how to handle all the business ends of it, all the technical ends of it, all that kind of advice. One night a week, Tuesday nights, a half hour program called Your Best Podcast. I'll probably be starting that next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Just wanted to put that up there. am plugging myself here.
2: That's yeah, funny. no, I was actually, uh, you mentioned it at the top of the program, and I was very interested in that because, I mean, there's definitely stuff I need to know, yeah. you know,
1: yeah. so I'm so, sure I'll listen.
0: Yeah, there's probably nobody out there for you to vote for tomorrow anyway in New Mexico, local elections and all that stuff. I don't, I don't even know who's running there. You got a governor race out there? No.
2: Yeah, we and we do have a governor race this election.
0: So. Who's the governor of New Mexico now? I I don't even know. Bro. I don't know <laughs> what her, I don't know
2: what her name is.
0: I don't give a shit. The last no. governor of New Mexico I knew was Bill Richardson. It, it, it's a and, chick.
2: I know it's a female.
0: Uh, yeah, Bill Richardson uh, refused to pardon Billy the Kid, so I never liked him after that. I, I'm big.
2: On <laughs> I mean, what he do that was pardonable? Like, well, he
0: wasn't. Uh, he he never really broke the law uh he wasn't the killer that you know if you look into the history of it yeah broke the law he uh somebody else actually shot sheriff brady Uh, he was with them he wasn't part of that but that was a revenge thing and basically it was part of a civil war in lincoln county where you had corrupt uh the dolan murphy um mob really running the law and owning the law and the regulators were just people standing up to corruption. It wasn't right. like they made him yeah. seem like, you know, a notorious bank robber. No, he was—he never robbed the bank. He never robbed anybody. He was caught up in a civil war. Right, ha- That shit happened, man, especially in the Old West. Man, there, there was no law. And uh, this, Governor Lou Wallace promised him a pardon if he would testify against the uh, uh, Dolan Murphy gang. He did testify, and then Governor Wallace reneged on his pardon then. So Bill Richards Oh, see, that,
2: yeah, that's bogus. He should have had one then, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's why he escaped. That's why he broke out of jail, because Governor Wallace fucked him on his pardon. So, it's that. So yeah. So go out and vote tomorrow anyway. Don't you know what? If you don't know who to vote for, just go and just go walk in blindly. And- just
2: go and check boxes. Oh yeah.
0: God, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. No, you can. You can. You have my permission. uh
2: I, if I go, I'll educate myself before I go.
0: No, no, just go in and just. Bah, 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 bah. I mean, that's
2: how that. I took most of my tests.
0: Oh, write your own name in on this is what, I, <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I did in twenty sixteen. On, yeah. on, the pre- on the presidential stuff in 2016, uh, instead of voting for Hillary or Trump, I wrote my own name in it. Um, so I got one vote for president in 2016. That's Six. what you should do. Just go in there and just write your name on uh, write write in ballots. I vote for me, but vote because it's, well, your, it's your I think they
2: throw those away, don't they? Throw those away?
0: No, they, they have to count it. No, they count. So. You're allowed to write in. There's oh, a right, in you're allowed to light it. Now, they they won't throw it away. You won't get elected for anything, and it won't make a difference. But dude, at, uh, at least you know you you fulfilled your uh, civic responsibility in voting.
2: That's true. And I get oh, and I'll get a sticker. I'll get one of those nifty stickers.
0: Listen, dude, Every other politician, you know, anybody who's running is voting for themselves. Why not vote for yourself? Everybody, does. <laughs> it's a thing to do. All right I'm gonna let you go I'm gonna go i'm gonna uh, I'll see you later we, if you want to come back and just give people a reminder or any at any point in the week just come pop in and say, yeah, don't forget about my gig this Friday and Saturday the veterans thing and then the uh variety show and all that kind of stuff big yeah. stuff. all right and how people all are right. gonna how people are gonna get in touch with you I'll find you they're gonna find you on Facebook they're gonna find you on Twitter or your website oh, yeah. all right. I'm on there. I don't
2: have a website
0: anymore. My you have website's... YouTube? You got a YouTube. Yeah, cover. I have a YouTube. What is that? Have a YouTube. Is it Conway Comedy?
2: No, it's just William Conway, my my name.
0: Okay. Alright, we'll send I... people there.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright, have a great day. and uh... Alright. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Alright. William Conway, folks, I gotta get out of here. I have work to do. Um, Gonna get back to editing motivational speaker bullshit i don't know i hate that stuff i do i'm because i've had enough of it leadership coaching uh you know this is how you should live i'm all for embracing good ideas about life about success about how to be a better person all those stuff the the mantra or cliches make sense on a certain level but it's the personality the cult of personality part that i reject in a big way make me your leader make it all about me that's my final word for today hope you enjoyed the program uh, i will see you again tomorrow when my guest will be michael hilliard from down under and we'll be talking about politics a lot but not so much about all the issues and stuff just the perception of american elections from an outsider's perspective uh get the perspective of around the world so have a great day have a great monday enjoy you your monday i will bye for now